This is the Cigar Snob Podcast. I am Nick Jimenez. No matter what you smoke, there is a damn good chance you've been up close to Manny Idiate's work. The Cuban-born designer and photographer has created ads, cigar packaging art, and other designs for many of the biggest names in the industry, most notably and probably most frequently Arturo Fuente. Manny is a friend of the magazines, and our publisher, Eric Calvino, as you'll uh, hear more about in this interview, played a role in Manny's introduction to the premium cigar world. Manny's a compelling story about grit, hard work, and all that's possible when you're willing to adapt to changing circumstances and take risks with learning new skills. So I'll leave it right there. Let's jump into Eric's conversation with Manny Idiate. So, Manny, thank you for uh, dropping by the office to talk to us for the podcast. You're with, uh, with me and Eric, Ivan... You just missed Ivan. Who? No, I, I heard about a lot of good things about the podcast. People are very excited. People are following, chasing the programs. And I, I think it's a good, good idea because people is driving around. So you can head uh, in the in the car. Mm-hmm. Maybe when you go to walking or... Is oh, working out, it's great oh, workout music. Yeah. So it's very several, motivating for several, the bike. Um, Several way to to hear the podcast for yeah. cigars now. Well, thank you, no, thank you, you for having me right here. And uh, it's uh, as most people know, the cigars now is a very uh, very important um, uh, venue and media in, the, in my career because uh, the funny thing I I I just started I just started throw cigars now with mm-hmm. Eric almost 10, 11 years ago. Maybe wow. more, 12. Yeah. Which is 12. about how which is about how old the magazine is. So yeah, so yes. like, w- the magazine was uh, probably not even a year old right. when uh, when we started working with Manny. Yeah, so, so there's a, you're, both of your career, or, you know, at least the Cigar Snob and, and Manny Diate's life's, lives. And, I always say that. I always say yeah. that the, the time that I that I that I that I began uh, taking pictures of cigars, I it was it was the same time so far that mm-hmm. a magazine have like a three or four years something like that. No, not even. How how? No, no it was like not one, even a year old. A year old. Oh yeah. So I remember when I when I okay because the story the real yeah. story. Yeah, but, well, but before we get too deep into <coughs> that, let's let's sort of go from the from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, you know for. You know, we were just talking before we turned the microphones on that a lot of people who listen to the podcast maybe are are not readers of the magazine or don't read any magazines and, and don't know some of the personalities in the industry who, you know, who they might otherwise know. Uh, so uh, for those listeners who maybe have not heard Manny's name, uh, you know, it, it, it's I think you'd be hard pressed. It's difficult to find a retail humidor anywhere in the country and and not walk in there and find some some manny work manny's manny's fingerprints are all over uh just about any humidor in the country yeah, in some from way a design shape or form. standpoint and from a photography correct uh, standpoint yeah there it's from the bands like to the you box said designs. you can't walk into a humidor and not right run into accessories a dozen stuff things that he's done yeah yeah so uh but you know uh I think what for me, you know, having been with the magazine since 2013, the the most interesting thing about it has been, aside from getting to smoke the cigars and and all the rest of that, is learning how people ended up 
uh, in this little world of ours uh, and and where they came from. So talk a bit, you know, uh, about your uh, your life in Cuba and, and especially those parts of it that relate to where you are now. Yeah, um, I always remember Cuba like a good things, but um, ironically, we had to escape the majority of Cubans that want to become something, someone in life. We had to escape and abandon Cuba. But uh, I was, my, my, my life in Cuba was around the sport. And uh, I almost been swimming for almost 20 years. So I was part of the national team, represent Cuba in the international, national uh, domestic competition. At, uh, and you were about how old? What age were you at this time? Yeah, I, I started swimming when I was five years old because uh, I have an asthma attack as I, I was asthmatic. So my mom uh, uh, bring me to the doctor. So the doctor said, oh, put in, put in swimming. Cuba is an old school thing. There's no more scientific uh, uh Answer for nothing, so yeah, put they, it. They didn't tell you to use like aerosol or something nah, like that. They were like, yeah. stick that so dude that, in the pool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, uh, they have a problem. The asthma go go to the Perfect. pool. Go to the water. So I went to a uh, uh, swimming class. I was totally scared. Was a uh, deep side of the pool. Ironically, five year old man. He's scared of F- the water. Yes, uh, very very scared. And uh, the 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 instructor. Say to my grand grandmother, is in charge to bring me to the pool. <laughs> say, okay, you know what? Keep keep going. Don't 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 mix the class because he he crying, but uh, he do very fast and very good the exercises. So it's a kind of the interesting. So the result was like um, almost twenty years swimming, and uh, I I went to the university of sport. Mm-hmm. So I graduated uh, Bachelor in Science Physical Education in 1983. So maybe some people that don't know how Cuba works. Yeah. Uh, there is a university that is dedicated to just athletics right. and sport. Uh, so, was, so when he says that, the University of Sport, that's what he means. Uh, yeah. There was actually yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds sound a little yeah. different. Yeah. But it sounds I weird s- because we don't, we don't have that here. Yeah, because when, I, when I, you go to uh, uh, study uh, physical education, mm-hmm. uh, bachelor in physical education, you don't go to a university that the same class that people study for architect Correct. Yeah, or for a yeah. uh, medical uh, career. So right. you go straight to the... A university that is full of sports, practical, theoretical, and practice. So, so and uh, I uh, become a, a bachelor of phys- uh, physical education teacher, uh, specialized in swimming. And uh, but I o- always I feel uncomfortable for the regime, for the how the government uh, treat. The people that study, it's a long story that mm-hmm. a lot of people know about Cuba, or maybe a lot of people doesn't know. But uh, at the age of 24, I started seeing this chance to abandon, to escape from Cuba. So I went to, uh, I take advantage of the international swimming competition. I take advantage of my relationship with the athletes and other country. 
So I went to Brazil, I tried to escape in Brazil to the American embassy, it failed, I had to back to Cuba, so I... And, and no one, they, they didn't notice that this, you tried or yes? This was a crazy story because I so I went just, myself... Just, uh, mm -hmm. So you were in Brazil for a swimming competition? No, no, in that time I was related with swimmer from the international competition, but I went to Brazil invited for someone in particular. Okay. So I take advantage and go to Sao, uh, Sao Paulo and the American uh, embassy. Mm -hmm. So I tried to I tried to get him. Uh, you tried to get in yes. to the embassy and I, to seek and I asylum. Get him, and I get him, and I get him. Uh, I asked for permission to go inside the embassy. I talked to the representative, and uh, they deny it. They deny it uh, because I don't know if the political things, I don't know what time, it's 1994. Mm -hmm. And I had to come back to Cuba. So it was the most scary moment in my life because I landed in Cuba again with my, in my mind that maybe they tell the Cuban government that yeah. what I did. Yeah. So, so from that point on, you're always looking over your shoulder. You never that's know. crazy yeah. because... I get the point that I say, if they guide me, I go into the jail because it's like a traitor or something yeah. like that, mm -hmm. right? So fortunately, nothing happening. And I started thinking my, in, in my interior that the chance, the, the decision, the escape from Cuba. So ironically... So, it, it, so you made it more serious. Yeah, that more made, serious. That became your mission. Yeah, more okay. serious. So a lot of friends of mine, Escape from Cuba from 1994 to 2000 that I finally landed in the United States. Mm -hmm. In that period of seven, seven, six, seven years, a lot of friends of mine get the boats, get the raft. Yeah, Cuban raft. Uh, crazy. But uh, I have, I don't know, maybe there are a lot of years that I spend in the water swimming. I, I mean, I'm a little scared of go to the ocean in the boat yeah. and try to uh, cross. Yeah, so you have a little more respect for it. Yeah, for maybe, the world. So, maybe some other people uh, uh, Unfortunately, it's, uh, it's several, several life pass away in that yeah. try to cross so the, the stretch of Florida. Yeah. So, and uh, i I looking for, for a way more decent mm -hmm. or more safe. Yeah. And uh, finally, in 2000, I escaped from third country way. Mm -hmm. I went to uh, Chile, Chile, uh, Argentina, Argentina, finally, uh, Los Angeles, LA. So it's like a 31 days traveling. Uh, it's, it was, now I, I can talk freely on that detail, but I, everything was in, in illegal documents. <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, finally, I get United States in 2000, December 7th, 2000. So uh, December 7th is yes, your, is your is, uh, U.S. It's birthday. It's 19, 19 years now. So, it was amazing. Uh, I, I came from the degree in physical education. And uh, I started working mm -hmm. like uh, any immigrants. Started working in 
made the most money possible. So I started working in the in the gym like a, a personal trainer, mm-hmm. and at the same time there was a program that was called a Fit Kids. It's a training for overweight children. Childrens. Okay. So they have two trainers. That one of them was with me in the university in Cuba. So he tried to help me and get inside the program. So I have two jobs. One is a one was a trainer of the program, the fit kids, and a personal trainer. Like so a, I, like at a gym. Like a gym, like yeah. a workout. So I have two, and um, then I uh, started prepared to pass the board in physical education, the same career that I... So the Florida Board for, for Education. Yes, the Florida Board for Education. So... And, um, I started study, and uh, almost one year and a half took me to pass the bar. Mm-hmm. So I become finally a physical education teacher in Miami Dade Public School. So I spent three years, and uh, now I have three jobs. Yeah, a physical education teacher from eight forty-five to three p.m. But then go to the Fit kid program overweight children's and then personal training until 11 p.m. every day. Yeah. So I have three jobs. I have uh, sometimes I have clients very in the morning at five six. So this is my day. I I driving around with the lunch bag with all my food over because at the same time I have a, a class to 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 do it in the school. Uh, personal trainer, feed kids. Uh, it's a lot. It's a crazy day, but I was I was very very happy in that day because I achievement. I uh, step by step. Yeah, I. Yeah, it was progress. Yeah, it's a progress. It's a progress. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, everything, everything for immigrants in this country. If you don't, if you don't get the goal, if you don't write down a goal, you don't work very hard it's almost impossible mm-hmm. so you maybe you you can have a talent inside you sleeping but uh that talent you have to train it you have to show up in one time one day in one moment maybe it's like a baseball player is it, a lot of baseball players in Cuba or in Dominican Republic, but if, it, if if someone don't go to right there and bring them to the reality to the field play, you never you never find the, the talents to sport or science or yeah, the, art. The talent or doesn't shine through. Yes, exactly. So, um, almost three years in uh, Miami Dade Public School. Uh, dealing with three jobs and then uh, a good friend of mine that's living in Germany his name is Pedro Herrera he gave me a, a gift one day that he came from from Germany to vacation Miami he gave me a Cohiba Cuban Cohiba box of cigars mm-hmm. so I didn't smoke never I always Sport men. Yeah, no, athletes don't typically. So he gave me the the box for the, like a gift. 
Yeah. So, and um, ironically, they mixed for a hobby that came from Cuba. I forget that part, but uh, in Cuba, uh, inside the struggle that we living every day, I have a hobby. It's a photograph, photography. So taking photographs. So a good friend of mine, the Spanish guy, gave me a a old camera around, uh, I'm talking about 1997. So far, so we're jumping back to Cuba. Yeah, we're right. jumping back to Cuba because it's a very important point. Yeah, and uh, he gave me that camera. It's a OM OM nineteen seventy three Olympus. So he gave me that camera because I because I was deterring my attention to the f- photography. So I has to combine that. Uh, 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 that's uh, strongly time in Cuba with the taking picture like a surviving way. Yeah. So I started taking picture of the birthday, uh, private party, and I get some money so to uh, help my family in some way. 1997, 1998, it was a very difficult time in Cuba. Very difficult time. So... Anything that you... Yeah, there was shortages of food and yes. soap. I mean, there was no way to get Everything. any anything. Right. The, the a dollar, American dollar, gets the point that it 150 pesos cubanos, Cuban pesos. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. So one bottle of rum is 150. So imagine the one dollar, you buy one bottle of rum. So I started taking pictures of, of, of people... So when I come back to United States again now in the timeline, when uh, I was in the school uh, doing the class of PE and for another thing, another job, I received a gift from my, my friend from Germany, and uh, I started taking pictures of cigars with my old camera and with the Camera that I asked for a barrel camera. So one day I took a pictures and uh, I showed someone that was a client at the gym. So ironically, unfortunately, that client was a, a, a guy that he was a very important person in the ASP enterprise is the one of the most large growers tobacco in the world. Yeah, ASP enterprises is uh, is a is a big is one of the biggest growers like you just yes. said. Uh, so they're in a, a very important player in the cigar business and and this guy was one of their so top dogs. That guy was Angel Elizalde. He was a client of the gene that I work uh, that that I work with the personal trainer. Mm-hmm. So, his personal trainer saw my picture that I took it with cigars and introduced me Angel Lizalde to just this guy working in the cigar industry. So, when I showed the picture that I took it from my own, he said, no, 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 you have to, you have to 
meet Eric Albino from Cigar Snob. Yeah. So I didn't know who is Cigar Snob. I didn't know nothing about cigars. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he gave me he gave me the number of Eric. So finally we met in Miami Beach in the Starbucks Cafe. Well, so wait, wait. So Angel Elizalde, Jose Oliva, Carlos Oliva, and myself would play dominoes every single Friday night uh, at Jose's house. So this was like a, a little tradition that we used to have mm -hmm. where we'd get together every Friday night and play dominoes. And so that Friday, Angel tells me, hey, I met this guy at the gym who's a photographer and he started taking pictures and you just started the magazine. So I think this, you know, I think you guys could work together. The guy, the pictures that he showed me were were really good. Maybe you guys can can do something together. So I said, yeah, sure. Tell the guy to call me. No yeah. problem. You know? So so that's really how how the, the Manny Diate Cigar Snob introduction happens. It's very casually over a game of dominoes. Right, right. Yeah, so finally I... I saw Eric for the first time in my life. Uh, he saw the pictures. He uh, thought, man, you're a lot shorter in person. Than <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he saw the pictures and uh, and we click it. We click it like a first, like a friends, uh, after like a friend. But uh, he said, you know what? You have a good eyes for photography. Uh, and um, repeat it, yeah. When I explained to him that I, I didn't go to school the photo photography mm -hmm. or he nothing. Didn't explain that. He didn't explain that. No. <laughs> so we we started collaborating. Yeah. I I ran a lot of stuff for the magazine. And I'm talking about travel pieces, mm -hmm. uh, the pictures. Uh, Do you remember the, what the first thing was? The rating, the yeah, rating. The rating was yeah. the rating was the first. Imagine when that when I, he he gave me forty cigars to take pictures. First, it's first time that I have cigars in my hand, uh -huh. like a serious job. Right. So I started taking pictures. Uh, I asked. I asked. I I have to ask another guy that is a professional photographer mm -hmm. to advise us tips, something, because it was... Well, because I think maybe people listening might not realize, but, you know, of in some ways, of all the things that, that you could have done first, that might have been the most difficult thing. Because if you're doing travel uh, content or portraits of somebody, there's, there's some wiggle room there. But for these ratings photos, the level of control of the light and all of that, the, the uniformity that you have to have in all the pictures, it's, it's not easy. Every single uh, lights, lamp, cable, stand that I have, uh -huh. it was a, a, a borrow from someone. I didn't have money to buy. Yeah. So, but I'm, I was so intense in have a progress mm -hmm. that I, I never say no. I never say no. So I, I went to Nicaragua, I went to Honduras, I went everything with Eric and cigars now. Mm -hmm. So I used to travel with a lot of bags, a lot of, I uh, had to declare things in the airport, in the custom. It was a, a, a beautiful time, but uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of, a lot of uh, commitment for me mm -hmm. because I don't, I, I didn't have a former 
education uh -huh. in in that stuff, in that uh, photography or whatever. And I learn every day, every day, every day with my intuition. I believe from day one my intuition. So I think it was part of the, my uh, success. Mm -hmm. what, what I feel it. Yeah. So I feel it that I had to put the light right here, the light right here, and uh, and uh, uh, it, 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 the rest is the result. Uh, so. I remember the first time that we went to Eric to Nicaragua to visit Padron. Visit Padron, Pepin, Pepin Oliva, mm -hmm. Perdomo. Oliva, Perdomo. I have a, the, the, the entire tour. And I had to take a picture inside the, the room, inside the... Yeah, uh, very challenging lighting conditions. <sighs> so I, I didn't stop to think about it. I didn't mm -hmm. stop to say, okay, where I am is... No, it's every, every day was a fun day. I remember when I, I remember that, uh, 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 how do you say, anecdota? Anecdote. Anecdote. Jose Oliva Sr., the old man. Gilberto Oliva. Gilberto mm -hmm. Oliva. The, no, the Jose Oliva uh, right. gran grandfather. No, yeah. father. A father. He, 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 he is in the, in the, in the aging in the where's the uh, the the tobacco drying, and uh, I had to take pictures of him, and it's a famous picture because it's the most useful picture that Gilberto Oliva people see. It. Well, well, isn't this is what we used uh, at when we did that tribute after? Of course. Yeah. Well, so the thing with with uh, Gilberto Oliva Senior is that he was not a. A person who would just take pictures that was not a he wasn't that kind of guy he never was in front of the camera like that mm -hmm. so when we went down there and uh and asked him to take a picture he said why why take a picture of me i just uh you know we we make the cigars i don't you don't need to take a picture of me but i've known this man uh, i i had known that man uh you know since childhood so he was like okay but you know, whatever, whatever, whatever you want, Eric. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so we get there, take this picture in this very challenging lighting conditions because uh, it's it's in it's in the the mm -hmm. aging room where they're keeping the the tobacco, and those places are kind of dark. No, and another thing, the ammoniac. Yeah, the smell. Very hard to breathe in there. Yeah. For me, it's a brand new thing. Mm -hmm. So when I started uh, setting up the lighting. Inside the the uh, the drying tobacco, the ammonia was so bad for me that I had to get up, um, get get a breathe, yeah, take a break, and yeah. take a break, yeah, uh, breathe fresh air. Uh, but yes, so uh, it was funny because the the Hiberto was standing waiting for me yeah. in the same place. Mm -hmm. Like a thirty minutes, don't move. So I was <laughs> I was so nervous. And uh, but I repeat it. I didn't know where I am. I didn't know where's the drying room. Yeah, of course. I didn't know where's the smell of that ammoniac. Now is that normal? I is that gonna kill me? What is I this? know everything now. But uh, in that time, it was a challenge every day, every day, every day, every day. Yeah. So it's it's priceless that moment that I, I traveled with cigars now, and I learning a lot. I'm learning a lot from Eric. And uh, and I I get a point that I was working the same time with ten company at the same time. 
I'm talking about uh, photograph, mm -hmm. a campaign for trade trade show booth, uh, designing uh, labels, ads. A, a label was label was the last thing that I made, but in that time that I, I'm talking now, it was like a photograph, the stronger thing. So people started saying cigars now. People started seeing my advertising mm -hmm. because I create the advertising inside the magazine. Uh, I I can see now because uh, I look look like a, <laughs> the most foolish <laughs> guy, but uh, uh, company the, the cigar industry in that time was so increased more every was, every yeah, every month is yeah. a cigar company is, is yeah, getting inside. It was crazy. Companies constantly. So yeah. those companies started coming, coming, coming. So in that time, I started working with my father's cigars from the day one. Mm -hmm. Padron, all the pictures. Uh, Oliva, all the pictures. Currently, pictures that they use in the trade show. Yeah, is are mine. This is like a 10, 12, 15 companies in the same. I, I, I never. I. I Probably sleep three or four hours a day. Yeah. I want the show cam. It's crazy. So I call that time like a training for what I know what I know now. So yeah. ju just to just to sort of recap, what is the amount of time that passes between you meeting uh Angel at the gym and you having 10, 12 clients? It was explosive. In, in in time frame, uh -huh. it was explosive because when I I met uh, Angel, then I get in contact with Eric. Eric put the advertising in the magazine. I started running, traveling with Eric. So in that time, the magazine was increased too. The magazine, yeah, the, the progress of the magazine was, was in the same lot. time. And, and I, for for that reason, I. I appreciate very, very, very high the what are the the cigars not do the, do for me. Yeah, because we uh, both career was uh, uh, going up in the yeah. same time yeah. so far. Yeah. So, so people started calling me for design booth, design image for trade show, design um, magazine pages. Yeah. So they use my photograph. Right. I took. I get the the brand. I took the art photography. We call that art photography, mm -hmm. and they try to combine a slogan or advertising concept. Right. Using that picture. So so and and now you know we're sort of getting into the design aspect because you started with photography. Talk about because this is sort of the other prong of your business, and probably in terms of the the learning curve. A uh, much steeper learning curve because one thing is to have an eye for photography. Another thing is to know the software and all that stuff for the design. So talk about what it was like Nate, to learn that skill. This is a very important, important point point that you 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 touch it. Like a photography, the design part. Okay, I never use InDesign or Illustrator or that program Photoshop that's or, or that's. Mm -hmm. I always use Photoshop because I fell in love with the Photoshop when I was teacher. Right. Okay. Every night I spent a couple hours in the Photoshop. Mm -hmm. 
because at the same time, when I was a personal trainer, I have Peter Grant was the most famous in the quinceañera, the 15 years. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a... It's I don't a know sweet how it's type of yes. uh, genre that we so have here. He was my client. So when I yeah. expressed to him that I love photography, he told me, no, you have to go to my studio and see what's going on. He's a guy that took me Photoshop mm -hmm. first time. So I get the, the first lesson that's the main tool, how to move. So I spend two hours a day easily. So when I get that the 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 gift that people like my photograph or cigars i have to combine it yeah combine it with some abc design and put in the magazine so everything's natural it's organic everything is going and people started like it like it like it like it like it people started calling me call me call me i wanted this i wanted this i wanted this i wanted this page i wanted this for this magazine for the trade show, I want to... So, the photograph that I made with cigars was the main thing, mm -hmm. the most important, the base. So, if you have a good photograph, you can combine with the design. Yeah. And put in a shell talker for the uh, cigar stores or a magazine pages or a banner or a poster... Yeah. So those people started coming and I'm doing two things now. I'm doing layout and photograph. So it was more job for me. Is I uh, bring to the client more compact package of mm -hmm. things, if I, if I can call it like this. Yeah, yeah, of course. So this is, this is natural. It's, that's the layout, design, pages. It was a natural like the photograph. Right. Like, like right. photography. Yeah. So can can you remember maybe uh you know and and I want to transition to the cigar packaging. Uh can you remember the first cigar band that you designed? The first 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 cigar band that I designed was the it was I was working with Jesus Fuegos in my old old computer in my old, old office. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was working with him in the kind of catalog okay. for the trade show. Yeah. And he, I don't know, it's, a lot of people know him. It's a little crazy in the good things. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a very intense so far. Absolutely. Intense. So talking about Jesus Fuego. He told me, Manny, if you if you do the catalog for me, you can do a cigar band. So a cigar band. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're gonna do it now. So uh, I didn't do no any anything. Yeah, I have no experience with this. He said, "Yeah, you gonna do it. You you do a lot of things. You can do it." So he said, "Okay, the name is Triple Seven. Three Seven. Triple Seven. Triple Seven. Yeah, it's a a, a, a seven number. Uh huh. Three times. Okay." So it's seven, like a, seven, like a seven. game, like a in casino thing. Uh -huh. You see the yeah, triple like a, seven? Like a slot machine. Yeah, like a slot, slot machine, machine, the triple seven. Uh -huh. I was about so, to say one arm bandit, but yeah. So he said, uh, okay, I, so I create my first cigar band with Jesus Fuego next to me, 
name it triple seven three sevens and i put it they printed and they started selling so they wait 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 and now your eyes are look open look like a easy look like a easy but uh-huh. i'm not I've, i'm very perfectionate i'm very uh, obsessive for more and more in the art side uh-huh. so so i started promoting in the advertising a triple seven for a foil. Yeah. And the people say, so you do cigar label to you? Yes, I never say no on nothing. <laughs> never. Yeah. This is rule number one in this country. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Okay, but uh, I'm talking about the cigar industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in, in terms of work. So, <laughs> so I started uh, doing this, the first label. Uh, then, uh, now I'm... I went last week or a couple of weeks ago to Cigar Rinse. It's my f- main source of printing label yeah. for me. Yeah, and Cigar Rinse is one of the bigger yeah, printers for in me the it's the best, the best cigar printer in the world, <coughs> cigar label printer in the world. And um, I went like a couple of weeks ago and I was talking with Albert and I see all the band that I made until now. It's like a more than 40, 40, 40 songs. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. 40 yeah, yeah, songs yeah. in cigar cool. band. So and this, did, did you see, looking at them, I imagine, in order, uh, your progress in how you developed? You know what? Ironically, when I, when I see some job that I did 10 years ago, I don't want to see it. Okay. I get embarrassed. I, I, yeah, that's normal. But the label, I get embarrassed a little bit. But uh, it's not too, too, because it, is, it was a beautiful time. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful time that I created something in Photoshop. Yeah. And uh, I s- then I see in the, in the, in the, in the cigars, on, in, on the cigar. So I remember the first time that I worked with Albert Montserrat, Cigar Rings, that uh, I sent to him <clears throat> the first label. <clears throat> so it was funny because this is the guy, the professional guy, that's made the 70% of the cigar label in, the, in this industry easy. Easy. Well, not only that, but he also printed for Cuba. Oh, I mean, yeah, he printed yeah. back no, in the day. It's a long story for Albert. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I sent the file in a miserable Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> miserable Photoshop. In a miserable Photoshop. And well, he called well, me. The- but to give people who don't understand yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit more, right? Normally these files are sent in Illustrator. Uh, that mm-hmm. that's a that's a more acceptable tool for more of a graphic design than a photo editing software. No, for, of course, yeah. of course. The the, the so people don't typically send uh, print files for labels in Photoshop. Yeah, I'm talking about the 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 mayor amount of printing thing in in graphic. Yeah. Is illustrator of iDesign. design, or maybe another one that I'm. I don't care about. Well, that, but, yeah, but Photoshop is used typically Photoshop, to edit the photo, edit, right. edit pictures. So, yeah. but uh, this is my was my tool. Yeah, this was my tool that I. Yeah. So when I sent it to him, he said, "Wait, wait, wait, wait. This doesn't work like that." They go, oh, "No, mm-hmm. it has to work. Yeah, it works like that right <laughs> now." Yeah, I don't care about you. I don't care about me. So I don't know. You you <laughs> translate that shit. <laughs> Do whatever you want to do, but this is the, the the band that the client wanted, and yeah. I made it, 
and they pay me a rate, and they're going to pay you. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, okay, don't worry. <laughs> we figured it out. We figured it out. So it's ironically funny because almost 40-something packaging, it was built and freaking Photoshop. Yeah. So people know that. People... Uh, I went to Geneva. Uh, this is, I'm, I'm jumping... I'm jumping very high now because... Yeah, you're fast-forwarding. Yeah, fast-forward very... Uh, I, but that's okay because I think it's a okay, good I, time to do it. When I, when I designed the... the 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 when I participate designed the second watch of Fuente, the Hublot Geneva, the most beautiful, uh, one of the most prestigious uh, brands of, of watches. So I s- sat down with the the designer of a Swiss designer from Hublot, and I started working in the computer with him. And I don't have I didn't I don't have shortcuts. I don't have nothing with that. So I'm presenting to them the most that f- after that was the most sellable, fastest sell of watches in the in the ones the in the in the company. I presented to hang in my computer moving pieces in Photoshop. The guy, remember the guy that worked with Hublot? In Geneva, how in what school he graduated? Yeah, <laughs> you imagine that that's the level of professional. Yeah. So the guy say, wait, 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 wait a second. Uh, wonder this, this, this highly former guy see that I'm moving pieces of the watch in Photoshop. The guy stop it. Say, listen, I have a question for you. Uh, what school you was? <laughs> What is school you? you know, I uh, I'm a physical education teacher. He said, "Guy, uh, I don't understand." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please said, tell yeah, me. Yeah, tell me ha- the punchline of the joke. Yeah, you have to you have to do the fucking watch. So this is the 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 beautiful side of the of my story, if I can call that. So I never went to school for nothing. That Zero. has to do with graphic design or photography. Zero. Yeah. No, okay. I'm talking about graphic design yeah. and photography. So when I when I started sending all the files, cigarine to make packaging, to make label, to make uh, all the artwork for the beautiful boxes, he didn't understand. Yeah. He said, hey, this is something wrong right here. He said, no, no, you have to translate. Now it's a joke. Now he translate my 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 work in 10 minutes so your digital photographic gibberish he translates it mm-hmm. uh, so so then so now you you fast forward and, and yeah. that's a good thing so now we can talk a little i always bit about, i always in my life fast forward yeah and back yeah. forward too <laughs> so uh so we're talking about hublot and the watches that that you've collaborated in designing uh for with Fuente, so Fuente, Manidiate, and Hublot uh, collaboration to create these amazing watches, uh, some of which were the fastest selling, uh, as you pointed out earlier, at at Hublot. And so, what what are some what are some future projects that you have? Do you have any future projects with uh, Fuente, with Hublot, with anybody no, other before, companies? Before 
before uh, we get that point that, that we working now, and uh, we have a very nice result a couple of years ago, I had to see, I had to, I had to talk about how I make a little, I made Carlo Fuente. Uh, okay. So, uh, uh, like I told Nick before, I, okay, life give it to me like a training, but those years of a lot of company, a lot of designing, a lot of photograph. But a four, like a four or five years ago, mm-hmm. I, uh, get attention uh i get obsession for a world with fuente so because and at that point had you met him or yeah in in when you are in the industry mm-hmm. you want to be the leader of the industry you a manufacturing choose you wanted that you choose be a most successful or persons or I don't know, whatever in life. Yeah. But uh, I get a point that the people told me, Manny, until you don't work with Fuente, with Carlito, you don't, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't win touch the, the, the sky or so. So work with Carlito, I'm, I know Carlito very well now, but, uh, in that time, it was a challenger every day. It was a, a vision. It was a dream. Because it, the chance that I have to meet all the companies before, the story, the heritage, all the, uh, all the, the roots that they came from, it was a training very well to compare the amount of of responsibility that I have to work with uh, a company that I have a hundred years old. Yeah. So a friend of mine and a friend, the common friends, the his name is uh, Michael Burness. Mm-hmm. He's a, a publisher of Selecta magazine. He's the guy that met every everyone, but but separate. Mm-hmm. So he introduced each other. One day, uh, he's a, he's a very fanatic of, of, of cigar too, and very very good friend of Carlito. Okay. So he introduced me to Carlito officially because Carlito know me from the industry and I and I I, I know Carlito from the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, I started uh, mayhem. Become a friendship. A friendship was the most important thing mm-hmm. first. So I, I work in the, uh, a lot of several advertising campaign for him. I try to uh, change the optical of sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my mission. Uh, yeah. Opposex. Which is a big mission. No, of, yeah. of all the things to say, I want to focus on opposex. Is... I have a statement that this is my mission. Yeah. Get opposex. In another level of everything, mm-hmm. it's a lifestyle. This was my purpose for the day one when yeah. I make a little, and uh, this is my mission. I put opposex like a lifestyle, mm-hmm. not like a cigar brand. Right. So I may 
the 20 years uh, Opus X boxes, cigar mm -hmm. boxes, the blue box. Right, yeah. I made for ST Dupont France, I made the 20 years collection. Right. Which actually about all of this, there's a, a video on the Cigar Snob yes. YouTube channel where we're interviewing uh, interviewing you about all of these accessories when you design them. Yeah, it's like a two years ago. Uh -huh. It's like a two or three years ago. Yeah. I made the whole entire collection of the 20 years of Opus X. I tried to uh, uh, translate the cigar box design that I made to the watch, the Hublot watch. Right. Okay, the Hublot watch is the most extreme step in my career. Yeah. Okay. Hublot Geneva called me for do the entire design of the third edition of the Fuente Hublot collaboration. So I made the 20 years of Opus X, but in the wash version, Hublot version. So like every say before, it was first one, the third time that the Hublot collaborated with someone. Third time, third, three different things. So the, the first Fuente Hublot watch was only the third time they had ever collaborated with another company. The first Hublot watch that I made with Fuente family was the first one. Was the, the, the first watch that the Hublot made with Fuente. Then we... Yeah, but they had already made like a Pele watch. No? Oh, no, no. Oh, I understand now. You're talking about the... The, the brand ambassador for another names. No, yeah. this is like a 20, 30. It's a Pelé. A no, but when the Fuente one came out, mm -hmm. that was the first time that they had collaborated with another company? Are they no, 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 no. Previous to the Fuente, they collaborated like, a, I'm thinking like a 10 times. 10 times like, they had done like Ferrari, Jusain uh -huh. Ball. The fastest man in the world, the uh, the athletic, the, the track and field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Maradona, Diego Armando Maradona, the the soccer players. So, when I, Hublot called me for after I made the cigar box at twenty years of Opus X, the blue box, and uh, they sold out the first and second edition. So they have a risky time. Hublot have a risky time that we made the third one, the third times, or no? So, Rick De La Croix asked me for made the third edition of Fuente Hublot collaboration. It was for me the most highlight step in my career. Yeah. Collaborate with Hublot, representing Fuente. And design the entire packaging, the entire concept of the watch, of the third watch. Mm -hmm. It's the 20 years of Opus X. Crazy. We made 20, 20, 20, 20 pieces of rose gold, 20 pieces of titanium, and 20 pieces of black ceramic. So they give it to me a free light, a free green light to design the quantity, design the fabric material everything yeah so we did it i did it and uh the 60 watches was sold out so fast that's now 
they remain like a we're gonna do the four one four time so yeah but uh it's a, so a little non-disclosure thing that's but uh, uh the reality is that uh, it was the ambassador brand that was the most sold out the, in the fastest yeah. way at the company so far that I that I know. Yeah, and so at, at this point, you know, you've uh, you're kind of recapping here, right? I mean, you you went from as as you said, right, you're telling this guy Hublot, you know, I'm a I'm a physical education teacher. Uh, so you go from from that to kind of just by chance getting into photography professionally, and then design and. And then you come into uh, this relationship with Fuente with this goal of establishing, uh, you know, sort of taking Fuente to the next level as a lifestyle brand. And I mean, I don't, I don't know what thing, you know, you could do that would sort of mark the meeting of that goal more than designing a Hublot watch and the packaging and the whole concept. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's, it's an incredible, you know, jump. Uh, Given where you are now, what do you see as the next goal? Because I imagine you haven't lost that part of your personality where you need to have a goal that you're working toward. So what is the next thing? Uh, it's a good question. And uh, I don't want to say that I'm, a, uh, I'm, a, I'm scared of being in the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to get too comfortable and comfortable sound. I hate that, and uh, I'm working with Kalito very, 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 very hard, uh, helping him in designing the entire operation that he's rebuilding now. Because I say he's rebuilding because he never stopped. But uh, uh, like you said before, the new factory have my fingerprinting in every single wall. In every single uh, corner, mm-hmm. uh, I working with him every week in other things. And um, but uh, I would like to go to an app step between between us or between the people the be, between <laughs> the people listening that. I'm working a very exciting thing for the next year. Okay. A very, very exciting. I remember I very focused in OpusX. Yeah. Okay. So OpusX is turning almost 25 now. Yeah. So I'm working very, very uh, uh, private, if I can say that, huh? In the in the luxury thing of uh, of Opus, I love Opus X like a brand, and uh, I work with Carlito every day, and um, we are very strong now in the communication, in the understanding. Um, but I, I, I in the future that you told me that the the, the main uh, the main question, in the future I I would like to. A jump directing some 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 uh, art department or some a uh, have a, a, a more biggest responsibility to 
to to the brand to the yep. opus brand yeah so this is my goal um have a be in charge of a lifestyle a lifestyle a side of opusex so we are working in beautiful beautiful projects now that you're gonna see it you're gonna see it in the future years coming yeah but uh i'm very very happy that's what i am now and um this is what i have to say all right so eric did you have anything that we that we haven't touched on that i mean I think we covered a lot of ground there but <laughs> yeah uh no i i think we're i, I think yeah. we're good i you know uh in addition to fuente and hublo i got, i know that there's some stuff with with some fashion and and things of that nature yeah 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 uh recently uh, like a month ago a few months ago uh stefano ricci the was the mayor most exclusive italian fashion clothes in the world yeah not just fashion right i mean it is uh <sighs> No, this fashion, this is uh, uh, home, uh, this is a, a this is a family, but I I had to uh, honor him me and me them. This is a family that run a, a heritage in Italian manufacturing things. Yeah, talking about a uh, furniture, talking about China. Yeah, amazing a, a, breadth of products that they have. Uh, but in clothes, shoes, tie, uh, suits, this is amazing. Very, very, very. They have like a seventeen boutique around the world, and uh, they caught the attention of Fuente Opusex. So they uh, started collaboration very, very, very like months ago, two months ago, and uh, we create. Um, they create, or oh, we, everybody create an special box the opposex Stefan Ricci just for exclusive for the boutique around the world so this is more one more uh, a signal that the opposex is touching the most exclusive brand the world no Hublot no Ferrari because Ferrari is collaborating sometime with events but a uh, partnership Hublot and now Stefano Ricci. This is a beautiful thing for Opus X. It's my mission, like I tell you. I would like to see Opus X like a lifestyle, like a people wearing, like a people... It's no cigar. It's no label. It's no cigar brand. It's no cigar company. It's a, it's a name. Yeah. It's a name. It's the, it's the, it's the, the power of the X. This is my, my goal. So, yeah, so when, when talking about turning Opusex into a lifestyle brand, you'd have a watch and you'd have the one of the preeminent families in, in men's fashion uh, associated with the brand. So there's no doubt it's on the right track. Uh, it, did that, is there a special blend of Opusex for Stefano Ricci? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a special blend that Carlito made, Carlito create. Uh, a special blend for just just for them. It's a I think a it's one only size now. In their boutiques. Yeah, this is this is crazy. This is show, it looked like a, I think it was a Churchill. Yeah, yeah I think yeah I don't want to get inside the the size of that because it was so so that probably was so fast so intense 
that they create one side. I think it's like a double corona, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. That's what and, uh, but it was a, a blend just for them. So imagine, that's, it's, a, it's a beautiful packaging of made in Italy by hand, but like, like a, the guy that have a woods factory, I think it's in Tuscany, no? In, 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 Flor in Florence. Yeah. In Tuscany. So this is the, the box that bring eight cigars only, but it's a humidor too. This is a very, very luxury piece of handcraft that they're going to present the Opus Stefano Ricci. This is amazing. This is, I don't, I, I'm very excited. As a matter of fact, next week, they're going to open the flagship Miami of Stefano Ricci in Design District right here in Miami. Yeah. So, well, I think, uh, like I said, I think we've, we've covered a, a lot of ground there. It's, uh, it's an incredible story uh, and, and a pretty uh, a fun career to get to know even... I feel like even this was sort of a condensed version because there's so oh, many things most, about the most definitely a yeah there's so version. many things about all the relationships outside of Fuente all of those things are uh, you know um, pretty very interesting stories there even more so just given how the cigar industry is with the personalities that that are involved uh, but thank you again for coming by and and sharing all of that. I'm sure it's not the last time that we'll have you. Uh, and anybody who who wants to get to know your work, where should they go? Uh, it's pretty easy. Go to maniiriarte.com. Yeah, so that's Manny, M-A-N-N-Y, and yeah. then Iriarte is... M-A-N-N-Y-I-R-I-A-R-T-E.com. Uh -huh. And uh, I, I just launched my new website, very, very fast and very uh, friendly yeah. to go to see my, my work. And um, like a, it's an honor for me be here. Always when I pass by Cigar Snob, it's a fun time. It's a fun time that we remind a lot of things. We smoke right here. And um, thank you. Thank you one more time. Thank you for having me right here. No, man, it's our pleasure. Are you yeah. kidding me? All right. So with that, uh, thank you for listening to the Cigar Snob. <clears throat> what was that? Thank you for listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. I'm Nick Jimenez, again, joined by Manny Iriarte and Eric Calvino. Uh, you can find us at CigarSnob.com. I got it right that time. I don't did, drop the mag. CigarSnob.com. But find us on all the social media things. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, uh, whatever. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, I think that's good. At Cigar Snob Mag, because we're a magazine. Find us uh, also on the on the website to subscribe to the magazine and find episodes of this podcast at cigarsnob.com slash podcast, or I guess there it's cigarsnobmag.com slash podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Rate and review us while you're there. Uh, yeah, and send any feedback to feedback at cigarsnobmag.com. Thanks. Thanks.